Hello and welcome to the Bourbon Brothers. We're podcasting live from the Boarding House Bistro located in beautiful downtown Oak Fallon, Illinois. Here at the Bourbon Brothers, we will taste three to four bourbons, give our opinions, rate them, and the winner will go into our affinity bottle, then aged in our affinity barrel. We'll also discuss current topics and life issues and solve them one drink at a time. So let me introduce our cast. Starting off with Big Sexy Jim. Starting off with Big Sexy. What's up? <laughs> Next, all the ladies love him, Fred. Hey, how you doing, huh? Our lucky leprechaun, Fr- Bart. Hey, what's up, guys? And our product expert, Dave. Hello, everybody. So, Dave, what's up for tonight? So, tonight we're going to do something a little different. Uh, we will still sample four bourbons tonight. However... We're going to do a sampling, kind of a blind taste test. Uh, the four that we have tonight, one of them is a bottle and bond. One of them's finished in a red wine cask. One of them's finished in a beer barrel. And one of them's finished off in a Cabernet cask. So we've already poured the first sample. Uh, everybody's got a piece of paper in front of them, and we'll go through the results at the end of the night. Um, but we're going to pour the second one up. And, uh, Carlos, you can start with the questions while we get this sampling out you of the way. You know what? I'm going to start off with someone who thinks I love, who loves to eat. Jim. <laughs> Everybody fucking laughs. <laughs> Jim, we just I'm a had. Beauty. I know. <laughs> we just had Thanksgiving. Um, Two part question. What is, on the first day you have Thanksgiving, what is your favorite food item? Could be items. And what is your favorite leftover from Thanksgiving? Green bean casserole is my favorite. All right. Uh, On Christmas. Uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever. Um, And your favorite favorite leftover? leftover item, I would say turkey. Turkey? Turkey covered in gravy. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. But it has to be dark meat. I don't like white meat. Why it got to be dark? Well, because I like it dark. (laughs) (laughs) Likes his, turkey likes and likes his women. <laughs> so, Fred, what is your... Is <laughs> I don't know, Bart. I mean, I'm just putting it out there. So, Fred, what is... A, hey, Fred, what is your favorite um, on the day of Thanksgiving, and what is your favorite leftover? Okay, so I really enjoy the uh, potato casserole. I like the potato casserole. With the cornflakes on top? Uh, it, it was... Yeah, something similar to that. I think it was more uh, onion. Um, I don't make it. I just eat it. But the, um, I think it was that, that French onion, French onion on top. With a little fried. With, with, with some, with some. Fried. You sure that's not green with, bean casserole you're talking about? Of, with, hold on. No, no. With some kind of sour cream. Some kind of sour cream or potato. That's cornflake and cornflake on top. Oh, is that what that is? Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Fried string onions. So, Bart, what do you have? What do you? What's your favorite? Two uh, favorites. Uh, I'm like Jim. Green bean casserole, number one. Mm-hmm. And then for my next day, leftover is a cold turkey sandwich with mayonnaise. Cold turkey sandwich with mayonnaise. Oh. What kind of mayonnaise is it? Hellman's or Miracle Whip? Dukes. Dukes. Miracle Whip. Dukes. Oh. Dukes. oh. You gotta have Dukes. You put any cheese on it? Depends. Am I gonna roast the, yeah, am I, I is, love the cheese? <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's wearing. Depends. It depends if I'm going to. If uh, That's usually saved for like a panini style. What about you, Dave? Are you special? <clears throat> uh, I'm a stuffing guy. 
I like uh, stuffing, um, either with the sage and sausage, or um, I don't. Uh, I don't like it stuffed inside the bird. Uh, I like it um, just out. Um, then that's the favorite, and then afterwards is probably. I gotta go with Bart on this one. You know that that sandwich with the mayo and the cheese and the turkey. Mm. All sounds good. Myself, I think day one. It's depending on what kind of turkey. I love smoked turkey and I love fried turkey. If it's just a conventional turkey in the oven, mm, I may pass. But I think my all-time leftover would be macaroni and cheese when it's made in the oven. It's just I don't know. It's just delish to me. Any other guys out there for favorites on their on their days, on those first two days, the first day, turkey day, and the next day? First day is warm stuff and gravy. Second day is cold stuff. No raisins. <laughs> no raisins. No raisins. <laughs> I think it's all good when it's fresh, but I think the meat, whatever it is, ham or turkey, is the best when it's fresh. But to the days after, it's always it's always stuffing or mashed potatoes as a base, and then whatever leftovers I can pile on top. Do you miss your ma mix your mashed potatoes and corn together? Sometimes. Okay. Those KFC the bowls only, are fantastic. The only, uh, the only time I mix my mashed potatoes and corn is when I'm eating meatloaf. Oh. Yes. And do you put extra? You know, you put ketchup on top when meatloaf comes. When yeah. You put it in the oven. Yeah. And when you cut it and slice it, do you oh. put more ketchup? Oh on hell it yeah! On your plate. Fuck yeah. And I make. I, I thought it was just no, and I make extra meatloaf so I can have cold meatloaf sandwiches. It's a different texture, man. You got that baked in tomato ketchup, and then you got to have that fresh. Yeah. Ooh, this is kind of chill. <laughs> ketchup. So we are we done sampling this first one? Or are we moving on to the next? We We're on the third. We're on the second third? sample. We're getting ready to start the third. Get us another one. All right, let me ask you a deep question, Bart. A deep one. Oh God. Like How deep in the pool, like ten foot? No, deep in the glory hole. No. Woo! No, oh, is it? That's Is it better, <laughs> Bart? Is it better to save a soul or save a life? Who? Who? That's a great philosophical. Question. That's a very good question. That's a very good question. Dad, wow, because you can't say that the soul is always going to be good. You can't say that the life is always going to be good. Well, let me ask somebody back here, Fred. Is it better to save a soul or save a life? That's a, that's a good question. Okay, so uh, this is my background as Catholic, so uh, better to save a soul. Why? You know I'm going to ask why. Uh, I mean, well, hold on. Uh, you want me to expand. So uh, we, it's just a life, right? When I say it's just a life, we don't know about the life, right? And it mm -hmm. could be a, a, a heathen's life. And so to save his life or her life, it continues to destroy uh, people around them. So uh, to me, uh, saving a soul is more important and uh, bringing them uh, to where they're productive uh, for society. Good one, good one. Oh. Are you ready, Bart? You thought about it? Yeah, you know what, I'm gonna, that takes a lot of energy uh, intellectually and emotionally to answer and I'm, I'm just still here. putting it off I mean I'm just here to drink today all right Jim is it better to save a soul or save a life am I saving my own soul or am I saving my own life saving somebody else's better save a life why because a soul is 
And people are going to, this is really argumentative. Some people say there could be a figment of your imagination. Some people say souls are real. Some people say souls are not real. Mm -hmm. And I'm not here to debate whether I think they're real or they're not real. But what I can see in front of me is real. Mm -hmm. So I think it's better to save a life than it is to save a soul. Ooh. I see Tom down there. I see the, that hamster rolling. <laughs> please, please step up to the mic. Come over to the mic. We got to hear you. Soul is eternal. <clears throat> you save a soul because the soul is eternal. Life is temporary. Yeah. There you yeah. Go. There you go. There you go. What about you, Dave? I, I honestly think you save a life. Um, because once you save that life, it makes you feel better inside. And if you're close to that person or if you're around that person, you see them, it makes you think that your life has meaning because you did save their life. Okay, let me throw a crutch in this. It always will. Back in, I think this is in the 1920s, somewhere around there, I could have be off by 10, 15 years, there was a Catholic priest that saved the life of this young man. This young man grew up to be Adolf Hitler. Was it better for that Catholic priest to save the soul of that young man or the life of that young man? I'm going to go with life. He lived his morals. Nobody could play. Everybody could play court, uh, couch quarterback with fucking history. No, but no. He but, said Hitler was a but, boy. But it's crossroads. It's crossroads in yeah, life but, in yeah, which but, it would change history. Yeah, it could have changed history, but it was a boy that the priest saved, correct? Mm -hmm. He didn't save Hitler as we know him. He saved Hitler as the boy. So, I mean, I would hope that we all would save a boy's life. So I say, save the soul, or save the son, or save the kid. I, I kind of agree with Jim. Save the life? Save the life, yeah. Fuck, man. Spit it out, dude. Well, you know what? <laughs> I told you, I was just here to drink, but he's got me thinking today. So what, what do you think about that? Um, short and sweet. Ow, I hate that I have to agree with Bart. Yeah, I, I'll agree with Bart on that one, too. Nobody has a looking glass. Nobody can see the Anyone else? Because, you know, there's some devout Christians who are all about saving the soul. All about saving the soul. And there's some devout, you know, people of religion who are all about saving the soul instead of life. Be because you want to have life without the soul. Anyone else? Gary? I would say save life. Um, you know, basically the hope is that you could turn somebody around and that you could have a positive influence and then they would pay it forward. So I would say save a life. All right. Neat Mike, Tennessee. I think, uh, I think you can say you should save the life because by saving the life, you might be saving the soul as well. So I think you save the life first and in the process, you could be saving the soul. All right. True story. Well, fair enough, fair enough. Anyone else? Uh, for, for me, I think, uh, you know, just to say this, I believe or non-believer or anything, but, you know, saving a life is going to impact other people in this world today. Yeah. Saving a soul may or may not. It, it just depends what you think of that as the saving them. Mm -hmm. It could be, you know, collecting the soul could be saving it, right? Yeah. It may be that the world's better off without that individual, but we'll just say that, you know, I think saving a life is where you're going to make an impact to the world today and hopefully the world around them. 
in yeah. some positive way. Yeah. At least that's the hope I would have behind it. Yeah. I mean, all good points. All, all good points. But would you question yourself if you turned up to be that pastor that saved Hitler as a boy and go, damn. <laughs> at, the, at that point in time, I think I made the right decisions based on what the information I had in my fingertips. I agree. Fingertips. Yeah. But you'd always have regret, too, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, just like you hold the door open for someone. Whether they think right. you or not, you do it regardless. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree so, with that. All right. Are we still tasting? Are we like... On the last I'm, I'm, one. I'm like, I'm falling behind. I just forgot where I was at. Because <laughs> you're asking, asking these fucking deep-ass questions, man. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Fuck your dad about fucking three quarters of an ounce of bourbon. Yeah, <laughs> give us some easy shit, man. You know. All right, I'll ask a question. Anybody? Let me. Well, let me ask you an easy one then. Oh, okay. Oh, we got right. easy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump around on my questions. <laughs> I'm gonna jump around. With right. someone or by myself? <laughs> Who would? Whoa! Wow! Do you want to go to the animal kingdom or the people kingdom with this next question? Yeah. Or the animal kingdom, kingdom or the people kingdom? All right, or people. Sounds like a fetish. Let's, uh, let's go to people. All right. For who, 200 bucks. Who would win? Mike Tyson or Muhammad Ali? Mike oh. Tyson. What do you think, Bart? So they were actually on the uh, They were actually uh, on the show. Both of them in prime. Prime they, or Yeah, uh, I forgot. I, I can't remember the host's name. But he had Ali, somebody else, and Mike Tyson, or Sonia Hall. That's all. Yeah, he, he asked him straight up. He goes, "Who would have won?" He asked Ali, "Who would have won? In your prime, him or you?" And he was so he pointed to Mike Tyson, and he said, "Mike Tyson would have won. He was the most powerful that he has seen." He goes, "I was a dancer." He goes, "I could only dance, but he ever got a hold of me, I'd be done." But that being said, I still give it to Ali. Give it to Ali. I give it to Ali. Dude, he made everybody miss. <laughs> Yeah, he did. He did. He wore you out. Yeah. All right, Fred. You want to go to the animal? Well, I better stick with animals with you, Fred. You're kind of that. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Hey, just because my knuckles dragged the ground. You, you, you may, know what I mean? You, you may know this one. Hey, I do. I do. You may know this one, but you may not. Remember animals, so right. I don't know a lot. In a fight. In a fight. A bald eagle. Or a great born owl? A, a bald eagle? Bald eagle? Or, or a great huh? born owl? A great, well, so see, and I don't. Great, great horn owl? Born owl. Owl. No, oh, no, I got it. I got it. An owl. I got that. I mean, right away, I want to see a bald eagle. You think a bald eagle? Why? Uh, they're predatory. I, both of them are predatory, but one's that, I mean, if it's happening during the day, the bald eagle's got them all day long. The owl's a night hunter. The bald eagle's a day hunter. It depends on when they're fighting. So what would I tell you? The better eyesight's of the bald eagle and uh, the better predator's the bald eagle. Uh, now, they're, if they're hunting at night, I don't know. The owl may have an edge. That would be my twist. You know what? I think I lost my, you know, you've been handing me this stuff, and I think I screwed them all up in order. So, but anyway, so anyone else want to chime in on the owl versus eagle? I'll flip a coin and watch it on YouTube. Well, this is, this is what um, they found out. So, in a bird sanctuary, they're going to keep eagles and great barn owls together. And then every morning, they, they you know, they went to the 
to the capture or whatever you call it, eagles were dead. Mm. A great barn owl will destroy an eagle. Wow. Totally destroy it. They do move very stealthy. Yeah. Yeah, they get that night vision. But you said in the morning, see, so that's a nighttime fight. It's a nighttime fight. No, it, it doesn't matter morning, noon, or night. That barn owl is that great owl is gonna kick that eagle's ass. That eagle was just you know chilling, get some trout in the morning. Hey, when you're sitting at the top of the food chain, you ain't looking over your shoulder while you're sleeping. You know what I'm saying? So I I I, I get it. All right, Bart, I think I know the answer to this. What you're gonna say? I just, I can just, I can just sense it. LeBron James, Michael Jordan. James, James sucks. Jordan, all day. You think so? Yep. In a fight? No. <laughs> one, <laughs> in a one-on-one basketball game. Oh, one-on-one. I'm still going with Jordan. Yeah, one-on-one is a little bit different. What about no? What do you, what you guys think? Who do you guys think will win? You think so? You got Jordan, right? I got Jordan. Anybody on on uh, LeBron? Show of hands. Nobody. Damn. Nobody. Nobody. Oh, you using today's reps or? Oh, using today's reps, Jordan. Jordan will freaking just he'll he'll be the next Steph Curry, or he'll be Steph Curry first. So another question, Bart. Let me ask you. You said you want to drink. I still got to ask you a question. I'm still drinking. More cities are putting up cameras. Yeah. To prevent crime. Correct. To prevent or slow it down or just catch the person. Okay. So in other words, Big Brother's always going to be watching you. Right. Um, step out of your house, do whatever. Do you agree with that? Um, I do. Man, it's so hard because with new technologies, you are losing your inalienable rights that we wrote about, and that's hard to guard against. So it's not a, it's not a yes and no question, but I will say this. Putting up cameras does not prevent crime, but it should help in solving the crime. That's what it should be. Can we get some cameras that actually have focus, not just the blurry images we see too? You know what I mean? I mean yeah, let's just put let's just put up shit that works, right? But um, but no, I'm just saying that uh, if you're out in public, you should be wa- you should be walking and acting like you're already on camera mm-hmm. right now. If you're out in public, just walking the streets. Hell, you drive down 255, they got that one light pulse that's got that camera sitting right on there. Now, they don't do anything other than to help. But that's just, they have major have cameras going over bridges. They have cameras to stop lights. Yeah. Um, now they're starting to put up around buildings. Right. Um, just in high traffic areas. Every right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and all the houses have ring. I got ring too in my front and back. You know, I, you know. It's kind of annoying at times when your phone's always going off in motion, but I, I, I like it because it's, it's picking up stuff that that I wouldn't normally see. Yeah, but you don't get to call. So the more in deep question is, mm-hmm. just because you see somebody wearing a hoodie walking down your neighborhood and it shows up on your ring camera as they're walking by because you got the motion sensor set on the, do you get to call in and it's because it's no, 11 o'clock at night? Yeah, that's, that's the, those are the, things that happen that that should not those are the things I that's a how can i say that you call him a karen today just yeah. call him call him for stuff that's fictitious i think the next step is the uh barcode on the wrist that has all your 
information on it your visa number and your oh, that's social security with the number dollars. and your <laughs> license number your passport number i mean I, I i where do you stop where do you stop so i i i disagree with invasion of privacy you know i mean if i want to walk down the street and do whatever i'm doing as long as nobody's around i'm doing it and it should be fine but if i get as a long as i'm not camera. hold on as long as i'm not approaching anybody it so should be fine. you disagree with the cameras i disagree so jim what do you think about what the cameras go ahead putting putting more cameras around to prevent crime can't prevent it though or catch the criminals in action that would be well it doesn't prevent anything because i mean if you're gonna rob somebody you're gonna rob somebody it doesn't matter on camera mm -hmm. or not yeah yep you know um i think cameras are a good thing you know yeah it's just my opinion i agree with you it doesn't prevent crime you gotta stop that you gotta stop saying that you're gonna prevent crime yeah nine millimeter stop crime <laughs> yeah <laughs> it will good thing you mentioned guns the same way more gun laws well it's just gonna hurt people who actually follow the laws yeah absolutely you know yeah. i mean it's it's a catch-22 i mean it's a double-edged sword yeah, yeah, it is. All right, let's, uh, let's try. All right, so uh, we'll go through these selections. So selection one, um, what did we have, Jim? What was the first one selection we had? First one was, we had the I.W. Harper and a Cabernet Cass. So, yeah. So four people chose that it was the bottle and bond. Two people chose that it was the red wine cask. Four people chose that it was the beer barrel. One person chose that it was a Cabernet cask. It was the one person. No, I didn't know. I did not know. Um, so that's pretty interesting. All right, so what was our second selection, Jim? Who was it, though? Who was it? Who was, who got I didn't put our name on it. I didn't put my name on it. Oh. Did you put your name on it? Yeah, I oh. put my name oh. on it. Fuck, we forgot to All put right, names so on this. It wasn't The second Fred. selection, I think somebody asked <laughs> if it was Fireball. No, it's not. <laughs> so we have... A Dragon's Milk uh, Beer Barrel Finished Bourbon Sweet Heat. Sweet Heat. Yeah. So, uh, so it's pretty funny. So we had nobody chose it was Bottle and Bond. Five people chose that it was a red wine cask. Three people chose that it was a beer barrel. And three people also chose that it was a Cabernet cask. Kind of interesting. So selection three, we had the Basil Hayden Red Wine Cask Finish. So, four people chose that one as bottle and bond. No one chose that as a red wine cast finish. No one picked that one. Mm. Kind of interesting. Uh, three people chose it as a beer barrel. Four chose it as the Cabernet. And the last one we had was Ben Holiday. Uh, it comes out of uh, Missouri, bottle and bond. Three people chose that one. Four people picked it as a red wine cask. One person thought it was barrel, beer barrel, and three people chose that as uh, the Cabernet cast. So, uh, you guys agree you want to do this again? I mean, was it fun? Was it? That was interesting. It was interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what you're saying is nobody's right. No, but that's the whole point. I was wrong on If they're all on the same base, if I make no sense. Because all like, you know. All right, we're going to go first. All right, we'll start with the breath back. We'll start with the I.W. Harper. I didn't know what you started from. In that uh, Cabernet cast comes in at 90 proof, 45 percent. Uh, comes out of I.W. Harper Distillery out of Kentucky. It's aged four years in oak, and then one year in Cabernet Sauvignon cast. 
Uh, Mashville is undisclosed, but uh, looking back at the original IW Harper, um, they'd use corn, rye, and malted barley. Uh, comes in an MSRP of around 50 bucks. Um, so the nose on this, uh, we'll wait till we get some poured out. You got another question for us, Carlos? Yes, I do. So let's do this. Okay. I'm going to start with Fred. Since Fred is one of our elders. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, the drag your knuckles guy. Go ahead. Since you, you know, you pay attention to some things going on in the world, politics and all that stuff. <laughs> uh, right? Yeah, I try not somewhat, to. Somewhat, somewhat. And you pay attention to the technology. You can use a computer, right? Barely. But yeah, yeah, iPhone? remember, I'm an elder. I'm still off the chisel tablet. Where do you see American in the next 10 years? You know, Carlos, that's a... Uh, you can answer it any way you want. There's no I, wrong yeah, answer. I know. I know. That's that's a real that's a real tough question because I I I I don't see betterment. You don't see betterment. I don't see betterment. So I'm not I'm not trying to be mean here, guys. But um, uh, think about it. We got COVID, right? So we got viruses we never had before that are that we're putting out there that we created. Um, that's what and you said in '72. Human beings, human beings. It wasn't natural selection that did it for us. In any case, we got we got that. We got uh, everything's ordered on the internet, right? Internet is fantastic thing. So you don't have to leave your house. You can get anything delivered at your house, no matter what you want. It can show up at your doorstep. Uh, sociality, right? Uh, social skills. We're losing those, right? We're losing those, and uh, and single parent families. Uh, that since the 50s has gone awry so me as an elder I, I don't I don't see the future uh, being wonderful I, I see it being very tech, technological I see it being um, uh, less compassionate I see it uh, being less physical uh, anyway these are just things that you said I see less physical less physical yeah what do you mean by that uh, the social skills are gone, so they're you know the, the physicality of uh, social groups. You know that's 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 a funny question. That I mean, it's a funny response that you said that because um, my oldest son is getting ready to go to another job right now. He was in between jobs for like two weeks, and everyone wants an online um, application resume. Right. And I said, man, you need to go into there, knock on the door, ask speak to the manager, get in front of their face. They don't do that anymore. And they'll turn. I said, I said, you're going to get turned around. You will, because right now everyone wants online, and it's just they're weeding people out. Okay, I'm going to help you real quick with that because I ran into this eight years ago, and so uh, a job. Um, I forget Dell's wife. She does um, job hunting or whatever. She she uh, makes a living by placing people in jobs. So. What she told me was, because I ran in the same thing, put a suit on, portfolio together, walk in, show your face. How do they know who you are, mm -hmm. right? How, how do you present your best self? That's gone away, right? So uh, what she told me was you have to regurgitate whatever ad they put out in your application. There are certain words that they're looking for this much, um, whatever, uh, years of experience, sales, 
what, uh, uh, workload, whatever they're asking you in there that they want. Yeah. She said to regurgitate back to them in, in your application. So that, that works if you can follow a good description, if they'll qualify for certain things. But for us in the sales world, you're looking for a personality most of all yeah but they, they again it's online that's how they do that the, the the bottom line you want to get in front of them and and how you get in front of them is regurgitate what they're looking for and then they invite you in and they see who you are yeah i agree i, and I don't ag i don't agree i you know when i was unemployed for the first time in my life after 35 years of working yeah. i went to the employment law office I went to the unemployment. Why would you have an unemployment office if you can't go there? I went to the unemployment office. You know what they said? Go home and get on the internet. Yeah, because you came here with a raincoat on with boots, <laughs> and it wasn't raining. Uh, I did. Hey, my knuckles were off the ground at the time. All right. On that note, we'll go back to this bourbon. Um, on that nose, there should be some caramel, some black cherry, maybe some raisins. A little bit of sweetness from coming from her brown sugar. On that taste, that dark cherry should come through uh, with the caramel and the vanilla that you typically get from a bourbon, especially an I.W. Harper. Um, that finish, it's, you get a lot of bit of light spice on it, um, but a medium finish. It doesn't last very long. Um, so to me, I mean, I, I enjoy this one. Um, I'm a fan of I.W. Harper. The 15 year, and we have had that before. So, Bart, you got to answer this question. Okay. Where do you see, no, just use the mic right next to you. Oh, sorry. Where do you see America in the next 10 years? You can, there's no wrong answer. No wrong answer. <sighs> oh, it's so broad. Uh, economically, there's definitely going to be a transition, especially when we go to the digital dollar. Side hustles are going to be gone. You think we're going to go to digital dollar? We're going to the digital dollar, yeah. It's what makes been, you think it's that? Because it's already been created. They're just finishing With up. crypto? Not, it's a digital dollar. It's American currency, but a digital dollar. Here's the thing. They just hired 87,000 IRS agents. And you would think, okay, no big deal. And they're going after people over $400,000. The question is, is that usually if you're making over $400,000 a year, you have a CYA and it's called a CPA and you have somebody else doing your finances. Well, it, the, the, uh, the, the tax people, the IRS people have a hard time actually winning cases on those facts because you have so many other people and nobody's gonna pay any problems. So that's gonna go down to the small guy. And we've had the shadow economy since the way like 70s, 80s, you know, 30s and all that. And they've been weeding it out, right? Mm -hmm. So now I wonder, I think that I, I see a separation in have and have nots. And I don't, not sure how comfortable that looks. I, I agree. Because, you know, the people who make certain amount, and these are the laws that the U.S. justice system or whoever runs that has made. They've made all these laws. They've made all these loopholes. They've made all these things that they can keep keep their money. I, I should say manipulate. Yeah, I should say. So, 
why create the rules to hire 87,000 more people when they're just using, they're that just actually playing by doubled, the book. Yeah. Do you know that actually doubled their, their employee base, right? They yeah. had 78,000 and more than doubled that. And there's not enough people. It's going to go after the smaller guy. Mm-hmm. Like I said, with the digital dollar, you can't loan me $1,000 anymore without me claiming that on my taxes because there'll be a digital record that that has to be done. I just think that's BS. Yeah. I just think it's BS. That's where the digital dollar will be able to track anything. Like you have a... Yeah, you could do that one or two times, right? And then, you know, what about like side hustles like, you know, uh, garage sales, right? Yeah. Now when people pay you, it's like, hey, I'll send you $10 Venmo, blah, blah, blah. Now there's a digital dollar, their digital currency. Hey, you just made an extra $600 this weekend. Where's that on your taxes? So, yeah, I just I wonder where that's all going to go. What about the state of Illinois? Do you claim all your online purchases you didn't pay taxes for at the end of the year? Exactly. That's why they that's started. Caught up. That's, well, that's catching up right now because that's what the mortar companies are bitching about. It's like, hey, you're giving these guys tax breaks, and now you're starting to see where you're having to put in taxes based on where you per- what state you purchase from. So, yeah, where does that where does that put us? I don't know. I think we go through a transition, but history will repeat itself. And as long as we don't have any food problems, then we should be good. Let's let's table that for a second. <laughs> let's go ahead and rate this bourbon. So, Jim. Yes, sir. What do you think about this bourbon? IW Harper. That's a good bourbon. Um, I would rate this as a beginner's bourbon, in my opinion. Uh, it's sweet. Um, smells good. The short finish, no burn. Um, I would give this one probably a six. But let me ask this trick question. <laughs> so we just did a blind taste. Uh-huh. Do you remember tasting this? You do? Do you guys like, hey, yeah, this this one that I just got totally wrong that I thought it was a beer bourbon, but it wasn't. What I, was it? This which one was Cabernet. this? Day? This was the first one. This is the first one. Was this a Cabernet? Yeah, yeah that was the first one we had. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was beer. I thought it was beer too. <laughs> I did. I'm gonna be honest. I thought no, it was beer. Fine. I was like, yeah. this is beer because it's because so I have that 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 little aftertaste. Yeah, that little aftertaste yeah. that I had. I thought it was beer. Do you think it was beer? Did you get it right? Um, no, I think I got it wrong. What did I label this as? We only had one person get it right. Red wine, I think, is what I labeled it as. And you can get that with a Cabernet, so I see that. Yeah. 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 It's a little different. So, Dave, what do you rate this one at? Um, it's good. Like Jim said, I have. it's more on the beginner end. Um, I prefer the IWR for 15. I'll just give this a 5. A 5? Yep. What's the price for that? Uh, around $50. Yeah. Hey, Bart. What about this one? 5.1. Five. <laughs> oh, also, there is an updated list flying around uh, of all the bourbons we've had. I think we're up to 124, I believe. Fred? Well, like all the podcasts, you know, uh, I haven't met Amber. I haven't liked. Uh, this had a good... I'm going to go right along with Jim on this one. Everything he said, I agree with completely. Um, yeah, beginner's bourbon uh, had a great smell. It had, had a great t- taste. Uh, a slight burn, 
nothing going down. It was enjoyable. So I, I'm not going to give low ratings on something that's enjoyable. Um, this would get me in trouble on a night out. But uh, sitting at home, I think I would be fine with it. So Fred, I don't think anything will stop you from getting you in trouble. Uh, well, let's just say wouldn't, it wouldn't help me along. Uh, so uh, seven, I would give this a seven. I I, I think seven. it's a fine bourbon. Yes. Wow. All right. Next up, hey everyone. Um, so I think in the blind tasting, had it had it straight right now, but on the rocks, um, it definitely changes the profile quite a bit. Uh, I'd probably give it a six overall. I, I think it was much better straight, neat, yeah. than, than, than on the rocks, for sure. They it faded are. pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Gary. I would agree with that. It was it was much uh, much better neat. Mm -hmm. um, it just had a more lasting flavor. <laughs> it, it calmed down quite a bit. So I'd, I'd, I'll give it a five. Five. I'll go six. Thanks. Six. <laughs> neat Mike. Short and sweet. Tom. Six when it's neat. Huh? Six when it's neat. Six. six when it's neat. No, why don't let me go back to Tom? Why six when it's neat? It has a better flavor. After the second taste on the rocks, the flavor just changes. Yeah, ass. The profile the profile kinda went away. That's why yeah, that's why my ranking went down was like when we first tasted it, it was like, oh it's good. Six ish. Six. Yeah. Six. Put it on rocks. Tastes like a five. All right. Back table. I'll give it, I'll give it a five. A five? I mean, it, it was good, but, I mean, especially with the rocks, it, it did water it down. So it yeah. Did, it did. Big difference. It did make a big difference. I give it a solid five. Uh, blind taste and this one um, with Jim and everybody else. It's a beginner because it doesn't have no burn to it. I would, if somebody wanted to drink bourbon straight up, I'd start them out with something like this. Yeah. I agree. Five. Five. Not not bad, but not necessarily gonna run out and buy a bottle. Yeah. But if somebody poured a glass, I'd be more than happy to drink it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now you had yours neat twice, right? Correct. 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 All right. Yeah, we're gonna put you guys in a separate fucking room. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're more the bourbon the purest. They're the purest bourbons. The neat the neat drinkers are the purest. They're the purest? We're the weak ones with the put the water in it, to, you know, to, to water it down. Unless somebody tell me that. So. <laughs> 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 got your right <laughs> I got your weak hey, ass shit. Two fingers. <laughs> so, Dave, you want the we, shocker? So, Dave, what we have up here? All right, so the next one we have is comes out of New Holland Brewery out of Michigan. Sure. It is the Beer Barrel Bourbon. Um, this is finished off in Dragon's Milk. Uh, stout casts so comes in at 70 proof 35 percent uh it's it's aged in those dragon milk barrels for a year so this is made it's called sweet heat so this is made with peaches and arbol chilies uh mash bills undisclosed shocking yeah arbol chilies and peaches exactly so it it gives you a uh, not not a burn not, a, not your typical burn. It's a it's a hot. It's a spicy burn. Yes, <laughs> yes it is. So spicy meatball. Yes, and uh, on the nose you should get some sweet um, and the peach chilies obviously are dominating through. Uh, on that taste, you're still gonna get that sweetness. Um, 
but it's 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 got a thick mouse feel and that heat will sneak up on you not right off the bat but it does on the back end hence the long finish that you're going to get hey dave yes what is a thick mouth feel I'll drink it. Uh, so no it it coats your mouth uh it stays with you for a long time um just gives you a full feeling okay gotcha. <laughs> so bart going back to our conversation oh gosh yeah when you said the dollar is going to change is going to change the world Everyone's gonna be end up. We're gonna. Everyone's gonna be paying more taxes. This is basically what you're saying. I think it's gonna be hard. Yeah, it's gonna be hard. And yeah. you feel that the middle class is gonna suffer the most. We always do. Yeah, we, we do. We do. We always do. We do. And what was the last thing you you touched off on that we tabled right at that point? It was it was oh, really scarcity good. of food. Now, why do you say the scarcity of food is gonna change over the next ten years? I, we're seeing the cracks of the supply chain uh, with fertilizer and, and, and water is already becoming uh, fought over mm -hmm. and you know as land rights and things of that nature um, you, you can only as we grow in population you can only herd so many cattle you know based on water sources and populations and contaminating that so and then fertilizer being um you know, we have to work together as the world or we can't really feed each other. And so when we have issues, geo, geopolitical issues going on and, and, and people wanting power, it, it causes our daily lives an eruption while they're doing that. I remember um, back in high school when American farmers, and I still, I still think a great deal of American farmers deal with the surplus meaning that they grow and they don't use their crops they we get our crops from somewhere else we get our crops from, what what troubles me is i don't i don't mean to sound cliche or redundant or just point fingers i can't understand when we grow the same crops here and we get the same stuff from china i don't understand that it it, it really puzzles me when we grow corn here and we tell our farmers to grow the corn, oh, but we're not gonna use your corn, but we're gonna use the corn from China. I don't understand it. I don't get it. It's it goes to toy, soybeans and other crops. Um, and, and if we're gonna have a food start, it's because there's only so much land. Well, we got plenty of land. It's over cultivating the land that we do have. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's so the biggest issue. I just, I just don't understand. And then I saw a show the other day and it was about Beijing, China. They are the old Los Angeles. They have days, it's just smog. It's because we moved our manufacturing there. We didn't get rid of our, we didn't get rid of our smog capabilities. We just outsourced it to other countries. And, yeah. and they have the highest COVID right now, but people don't realize in different countries, they use different fertilizer. And do you know where that fertilizer comes from? Russia. No. Well, it does, but what does it come from? Majority of it came from Russia. Yeah, but it I'm going to ask you, where does it come from? Uh, how they make their... Some of it comes from Korea? people. What? Yes. North Korea. What? People. Korea. People. Wait a minute. You have to what? save your waste. <clears throat> they collect it. Where? North Korea. Yes. Are you serious? Yes. 
Dude, I, when I went to Korea, that's the first thing they said. What? Be careful of the foods that you eat, especially the plants, because they use human waste as fertilizer. Duty. <laughs> Are we doing the employee day at Caddyshack? What the fuck? I'm serious. <laughs> So other countries wow. use different stuff to grow their crops. Mm. That makes you feel good now, doesn't it? Huh? What's the difference between human and cows? You know, you, you, you got a point there, but if you think about disease. I don't know, man. Processed McDonald's versus processed grass. I don't know. What's the studies on that? Is that real? I mean, is that shit real? So... Bar, I mean, um, that fucks me up. You're telling me that, you know, he's still stuck on the, on the, the poop food. I'm still stuck on the poop food. You know what, you know what fucked me up? Is that I used to eat, because uh, uh, I'm a budget kind of guy, I'm, you know, I used to eat a lot of tilapia. Right? No, yeah, but that's, it's, that's the nastiest fish, it's a fish out there. poop eater. That's all yeah, it does. You want to know what the biggest fucking thing was? I ate that for years. Because it was a cheap white fish that I could throw together with some veggies. Why does it got to be white? white. Because <laughs> I don't, I don't know any black fucking fish. Did you know that? But you know they, 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 did you know that they actually color it though with a poison called carbon monoxide? And I, when I found that out, yeah. If you go look on the package, I was like, no way. Went looked on the package, sure enough, colored with carbon monoxide. Well, like, on a on a fish farm they do. Yeah. But wild caught tilapia is not color white. Not wild caught. No, not wild caught. No, but mo- most of farm tilapia is wasn't even meant to be sold. It was to eat the crap of the other fish they yep. were farming, like yep. sand and yep. other things. Yep. Yeah. That's all. They were the bottom eaters. They ate the shit, and then they realized, hey, I could sell these too. Yeah. No. Uh, so I yep. eating tilapia a long time ago. About 15 years ago, I so. was in Michigan and I was sitting <laughs> with a farmer, um, and he said, "Don't eat tilapia," and I go, "Why?" We use that fish to clean up all the shit. It used to be catfish, but now it's tilapia because they do a better job. Yep. Wow. They cycle them into the tanks after all the fish crap in them just to eat it. Yeah. Thank you for all those so Jim, suffering with tilapia. <laughs> Wild caught. Jim, always. you're one of our role models in our area. <laughs> well, he rolls. So, where do you see rolling, rolling, rolling? Get them doggies rolling. Where do you see America in the next ten years? Knowing it, you can say politically, you can say with our kids, you can you can say whatever. It's no wrong answer. Before we go there, where do we see your beard in ten years? <laughs> Chris <laughs> Kringle, six months, just till March. Not six months. <laughs> Chris Kringle, right? We're um, talking. <laughs> Rumble still skin. <laughs> Wakes up a hundred years later. No, but I'll tell you, I ain't gonna say it on the air. Never mind. Um, so I mean, this is. I mean, this is just a huge debate, and this could go yeah. sour so fast with so many people. Um, but I don't care. So um, I could see us if if our politicians cannot get along opposed to this pitching, pissing match, what they're doing, how they're doing it. I mean, I could see America in a civil war in the next couple of years. I really can't. Woo! You say a war? Civil war. Civil war? I, I, I could really I see it happening. You know, it's just, uh, Definitely you know, the war. Democrats and the Republicans, I mean, it's just, 
70 years ago, 60 years ago. I mean, Republicans and Democrats weren't like this. No, they weren't. I mean, they, they, they worked together to create laws and to, and to make this country great. Now it's all about how much money can I make and who can I I think it was always over. about that, though, right there. No, I don't think so. Really? Yeah. It was, they it was, they, they, right. they no. prim- primarily got along. Yeah, no, because back in the day, and they got rid okay, of what, it. Okay, what, what does back in the day specify? You can't say back in the day. Okay, I'm sorry. After, I uh, see, it was, they used to till the Nebraska deal and the, um, the health care. So I guess that was what two thousand and eight when Obama passed. But you had right, you had right, Republicans right. vote for the health care though. You did, but the thing right was is that. that one of the major Republicans to get it over the finish line, uh, back in the day, you he that guy is called the Nebraska deal. He got a like something like five million dollars for his state. So they judge the judge did. No, it wasn't a judge. It was a senator. Got projects, federal money, given to his state over a five million dollar commitment for his vote. To put the but that always over. happens, okay. Bart. Bart. Bart, that always happens. Not anymore. Yes, was, it does. That was, that was 14 yes, years does. ago. Yeah. I'm talking Kennedy, Reagan, Jimmy Carter, that era and before. Were Republicans and Democrats like that? No. They just up, up their game, though. Right. They got a lot I mean, they had their differences, but they got along. It was about before Nixon. He does. What's that? I'm sorry. That's true. Nixon was about the time of that where it started going sideways. And yeah. Everybody went either one way or the other way. Yeah, absolutely. You now I, mean, I see. You know, now I see which I don't like, and it's the reason why I say I'm independent. Anytime I can read any type of news, it's always fucking libtard or Republicans were you know stupid because you're a Republican. I just I hate the back and forth. It's the gotcha. I hate the back and forth. Yeah. Well, I think we as American people like. I, I would agree. Would you say this statement is true, Jim? We both agree on the end result. We just may disagree on how to get there, and that's what's lost in but politics. But the problem is, is that Democrats, Democrats aren't for the end result. That's just plain and simple. Explain. I clarify that for me. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Um, when was the last time you saw a Republican Party kneel and was it the, the Capitol and they were kneeling for the George Floyd thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Republic, Republicans aren't doing that. That's Democrats doing that shit. No, I don't, I don't, I don't, I disagree with that. I totally disagree with that because I think you have a wide array of people kneeling. They just don't say they're Republicans or Democrats. They just say they're kneeling for the cause. But it was all Democrats that was doing that, though, right? No, I disagree. I, I agree. I disagree. Well, that's... Dave, how about we rate this bourbon? <laughs> and like I said, this can go sour fast. That's no, why okay. we're going to okay. judge this. Politics is not a good this. question. Let me say this. Rating leads to the next court, right? Let me yeah. just say this for before Dave rates this bourbon. You've got to get people to disagree on items. Because if everyone agrees to a stupid item, we'll all go down the same rabbit hole. True. You've got to have somebody who says, hey, let's look at this different. If you don't, you're in trouble. Carlos, when yeah. you ask anybody in, in this arena, yeah. you're going to find, because 
I don't think there's one less alpha male here. I that everybody has a different opinion and a different. It's okay to have your. It's okay to have your opinion. Oh, I agree. It's, I agree. I agree. I agree. But everyone the, should. And that brings up the topics that we talk about. But there's always a different answer. I I was ready to get involved in that farm thing. But anyway, let let's let's, do do, the, let's go ahead and rate this yeah. farm and get back to the. I'll All right. this one. Two. All right, so Jim's going to give it a two. Uh, I'm not going to give it that one. Two? two? Two. Damn. Wait, hold on. Why do you give it a two? This bourbon is bullshit. <laughs> really? Dude. No, well, but, li- but let Dude. me explain the story. Okay, so yeah, I'm a, it's, too sweet. On it's too sweet, number one, yeah. because of the peach. Okay? This tastes like um, a, a crown peach is what it tastes like to me. But it, on far. the back end, I'm licking the fucking jalapeno, and I don't like that shit. You're Mark, licking. I do like it spicy. <laughs> I like my food spicy. I don't like my drinks and fucking, you know, I'm ready to fucking breathe fire. I mean, goddamn. I might have to fucking two drink this motherfucker just so I get it down. All right. That's fair. <laughs> There's going to be a bleep bleep in that, right? <laughs> That's fair. All right. Give it so two drinks. so two I, drink, I kind of take this bourbon as one of those uh, kind of boutique kind of specialty kind of things. You know, the sweet heat with the peaches and the herbal chilies. Um, I think this would be fun to put a taste test between this, Jack Daniels Fire, Fireball, things like that. I think that would be fun. Um, I also think that I would definitely get this for a friend of mine that maybe is not really a friend of mine and say, hey, let's do a shot. As a joke. <laughs> so... Okay, but which one would taste better? This or Fireball is a shot. Oh, I will drink Fireball all night oh, long before I drink this. Fireball so, cinnamon. This is, yeah, this this is, is pepper. This is, yeah. this, this is a chili. I don't know. It's more sweet than it is pepper. It, oh, it's sweet. It's sweet with the peaches. It's peach with the pepper. It calms it down a little bit, but I give it a four. One at a time. This smells like a one-night stand this underwear. That's what it smells like. <laughs> one at a time, guys. Come on. So, Bart, what do you rate this one? Like a one night stand underwear. Uh, this is, Does I mean, it's, stain it smells underwear? really, really good. So like is you're, that Duluth underwear that you can wear for nine days. Answer wow. the Who's question. Wearing Duluth underwear for nine days. Um, no, I smell this and I'm like, mm, she smells good. You know, I'm looking forward to hitting this. <laughs> Definitely had his bourbon at this point. And uh, but you know what? You pay him to leave, not to stick around. That's why this is a 5.4. Oh, my God. <laughs> so a five. This right, is why Fred. you're single, Bart. What do you have? Bart, what did you give it? 5.4. Hold on. Hold All right, on. that's enough. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. So, uh, yeah, this has definitely uh, got everybody talking, right? So, uh, I'm not real fond of this. I, I like Amber, you know, and uh, she and and uh, I really don't give low ratings. But this ha- this is what positive, positive, right? So it has a lot of flavor. It does, and peach is the flavor to me. I mean, peach smell, peach taste, sweet, sweet, sweet. That's not my bourbon. Hey, Fred, That's do you not need to do bourbon. laundry? So you don't have uh, a Granimal shirt on. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what I'm what I'm trying to tell you is, uh, to me, it's like a, a schnapps. It's like a peach schnapps. It, it's not. It, it it does not work as a bourbon for me. So uh, 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 to the end, uh, uh, six. <laughs> and then you're 
And you gave it a six? <laughs> All six? that for a six, friend? He won't give a low fucking rating. That's just a six. <laughs> He's All like, I wanted to kick her out of bed, but you know what? She still gets you want a six. To talk tequila? I can give that a low rating. Anyway. So this this is how you react when Amber calls you from public health to, to notify <laughs> you of the STD she has. Wow. Uh, I give you hesitant. a six. I'm very hesitant at the score. It was very good for the night, but you know what do I got to do at this point? Oh, it burns when I pee, but it's still a six. <laughs> still a six. Oh, wow. I thought it, it would burn going down, not going out. <laughs> that is funny. It burns when I pee, but I still give you a six. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the gunnery. Sex was amazing. After effects are a little oh lag- laggering. Yeah, All just right. stop. Um, yes. What's the octane rating on these days? Octane. <laughs> so this actually tastes better the longer it sits and melts, and it, it tastes more like a mixed drink. It, it tastes like a schnapps. It really does. It does. For as far as bourbon whiskey, no, not so good. I give it a three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. It, but but I mean they, they actually have some interesting stuff that I've had out before. I've, I've tried stuff from them. They uh, like the, the white rum that's spiced with hops. It tastes like tequila. They call it the hop tequila. Yeah. So I appreciate the fact they go out on a no, limb to try different really good, things. Though. Yeah. It's just from from a bourbon perspective, not quite as good as that. Experience. Right. It's not a bourbon. It's a schnapps. I'd go with a four. A four? Uh, yeah. I mean the sweet at the beginning and then at the end. You're right. It's a pepper taste. It's it's not a it's not a cinnamon or anything like that it's, it's more of a pepper taste to me so i'd say four makes you belch uh, to me this is really syrupy um it's like it should go in a snow cone or something <laughs> uh, didn't like it at all I'll give it a two cotton candy yeah. hey, two. three 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 Probably three that's the end all right hey, Tom, give your hat a nine just like we're Chris was saying you know you can really taste the peach you can smell the peach and all that sweetness at the beginning and then you have that bite of the, the spicy at the end and you and it really kind of throws you off in terms of bourbon you don't expect that at all i would give this one a four i mean and that's that's very generous in terms of what i would give that all right tim okay it was nasty <laughs> it was syrup go ahead and dump that it was Tim. Um, don't use those. Don't use those. Those nasty words. It was. It was syrupy sweet, and then it had the the peppery. And so I'm looking at Dave's scaling here. There's no zero. So I'll give it a one because I'm dumping the rest of it, or regift it, or I could regift it to Fred if you would like. Tim on a very I, low bad night. I would. I would didn't, take that. Didn't like it. All right, Jay. Wow, that's a tough crowd tonight. Um, I was going to rate it higher than what I'm going to say, but I don't want to be lynched <laughs> and hung up out the front street. I did. Going off your scale right there, let, I'm going to read it verbatim here. Don't kill me, but it says, buy two if you see it to make sure you have one on reserve. I really liked it. I liked the peach at the beginning, the nice sweetness of it, and then the chili on the back end. I, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually probably going to go find it and buy myself a bottle because I like so it that much. There you go. Much. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hey, giving it a solid seven. A seven? I really loved a it. seven. Wow. There's a stranger in the crowd. This is why I love this group. I mean, we go from a one to a seven to a bunch of threes, 
and then there's a 5.1 in there. So, and you better you better be able to back it up. Actually, are we I, get the next one poured? Yeah, I actually I got that bottle from here, and when I bought the bottle, Jim looked at me like, ah, yeah, we can sample it, but I'm just not a fan. That's all. That's all he really said. So, so the sales reps they let me try all the bourbon before the bourbon sold here, um, and I give my honest opinion on it. I I think that bourbon is shit. It's not. I, I don't. I wouldn't even call it a bourbon. It's only seventy proof. That is going to be a liqueur. You know that that's yeah. just. Yeah. I don't like flavored bourbons. To be like honest, Jim, we probably should throw that in when and do it again. Remember when we did the banana? Oh, the holler head. Yeah. 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 Kind of like that. Yeah. Are you hiring tasters? <laughs> <laughs> Can we all meet the rep? <laughs> Mike's, av- Mike's available on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and every other Saturday. Just let them know you got a tough crowd coming in. <laughs> yeah. No, and the girls, I mean, and, and uh, the girls, I mean, they're really awesome, you know. And they'll try to sneak some shit in here, um, you know. But sometimes they'll, like, they brought us uh, the Midwinter's Night Dream, which right. is. The which unicorn. is not bad. It is really good. But yeah. It's like a unicorn bourbon. Like oh. The, can't buy it, can't find it. No, you can't. No, you, you can't. Know, and we, we had it. Some of the bourbon just shows up. We have one. Yeah, we, we've got yeah. one. We tried, oh, uh, we tried the, so this would have been 22, 20. We tried the 20, 2020. I, see, I, I mean, I've been, I been did, there when you guys did that. Uh, we, can, we still have some, so we can try that again. I did not get the 21. I could not find that one anywhere. Yeah. So what do you have here? The 22? So you guys who are participating in our bourbon club, yes. we've been we've been okay, doing so this for over a year, and we're going to bring back some of the other bourbons um, that we a sampled year. in the beginning. So you guys, you know, so just you guys haven't sampled them before, you know, it's just it's just to be fair to you guys who just joined the club. Um, so there, there's a there's a list flying around. Uh, it'll 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 be on a page. You guys can see it on the screen. Um, we're so at, I believe 124 bourbons that we have sampled. Speaking of bourbons, so let me ask you this, Dave. And I'm not quite sure whose fucking reach around you're doing to. <laughs> hey, that, hey, I bring Fred with me. He's my sidekick. Side chick? What? He sides me. <laughs> so I don't know if you Gotta guys have all a towel. know this. I, I know uh, most of you guys will know this. Um, so why don't you tell everybody what you found the other day, the three bottles you found, and how much you paid for it? Fucking pissed about that one. That man, is no lie. fucking bullshit. So, uh, right? So I went Bragging. and so this is Thanksgiving week. So last week I stopped by Schnooks in Fairview Heights and saw the manager and I said, hey, do you have any allocated bourbons? He goes, no, I have nothing. And he goes, but I'm get, supposed to get something in next week. I said, all right, my name's Dave. I'm from O'Fallon. I shop here all the time. He goes, my name's Mark. Nice to meet you. I said, okay, no big deal. Fast forward. Tuesday, I show up at Schnucks. I see Mark walking around. I said, hey, Mark. I said, my name's Dave. I said, oh, yeah. He goes, yeah, I remember you. I said, yeah. I said, do you have any allocated bourbons? He goes, dude, I walk fast. Follow me. I said, okay. He literally freaking ran back to the back. He goes, leave your cart out here. Come back. I walked to the back. Schnucks has a cage. Mm-hmm. Three bottles of Weller 12, a Eagle Rare, and a Blanton's. And I said, wow. I said, can I have one of those uh, 
Weller 12s? He goes, you can have all three if you want. I don't care. I go, I can buy more than one? He goes, you can have all of five if you want. I said, I'll take all three Weller 12s. I said, okay. $34.99 a bottle. So, so uh, when we break out the Weller 12, I have a bottle for us. So, so. I, he sent this in the group text that we got going on, and I immediately responded. I said, dude, I said, I will buy one of those bottles, double what you paid for. <laughs> fucking crickets. Doesn't you say a word. motherfucker. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell no. Hey, to be honest with you. He um, already bought one. Already bought one from him. Dick. So. Because I'm lying, isn't it? Is it because I'm lying? <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> Did you give him money? <laughs> So the so the funny part is so I uh, stop, okay, stop. why are we listening to Bart's fucking sex tape <laughs> and Fred? Oh, so anyway, so I I talked to Mark and I said, so does all the schnooks get them in at the same time? He goes, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. I said, okay. So I called my sister who lives in Columbia, and I said, are you home? She goes, yeah. I said, go over to schnooks. I said. Walk in there, ask for the store manager, ask him if they had any allocated bourbons. And she goes, what is that? I go, just fucking ask. <laughs> Don't question me. So she goes in there, and she sends me a picture. She goes, they got some EH. I go, buy it. EH. <laughs> and I go, she goes, yeah, they said I could only have one. I said, buy it. I said, I will bring you the cash tomorrow on Thanksgiving. She goes, okay. So snagging EH Taylor. Well, I call Carlos, and he goes, well, I'm going to go run over the schnooks in O'Fallon. Literally ask for the store manager. And she goes, yeah, I got an E.H. Taylor back here. Yeah, he goes, E.H. Taylor, Andy Gorea. Andy Gorea. Yeah. So. Jim's favorite. Long story short. Fuck that shit. Make <laughs> friends with store managers. So I will tell you this. So after this whole group text going, I did go to a schnooks. And I'm not going to disclose which schnooks I went to. And no, it was not O'Fallon. Right. Um. So I asked to talk to manager back in the liquor department. The guy comes up and he goes, oh, what do you want out of the case? And I said, no. I said, what do you got in the back? He goes, what do you mean? I was like, come on, man. I said, what do you got in the back? He goes, well, I did have Weller 12, but uh, some guy came in here and bought all three bottles. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So he goes, goes, I think I have an E.H. Taylor left. And I was like, I'll go ahead and take him. $47.99. Forty-seven ninety-nine. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yep. So we yep. took that on Thanksgiving. Nice. You know, yep. So, yes. But, so. Uh, yeah, but uh, the guy did tell me Tuesdays and Fridays. Yep. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Are we? Uh, yeah. So this? funny part is, so I, uh, my wife wanted to make potato soup today, so I, she goes, "Hey, can you go to Schnucks and buy stuff?" I said, "Yes." I walked in, different manager, just out of shits and grins. I said, "Hey, I, said, I know it's Sunday, but I said, you guys got any allocated bourbons left?" He goes, no, nah, I don't have anything. I said, okay, no problem. So I'm checking out. All of a sudden, I feel a tap on my shoulder. He's like, hey, I got a bottle of Buffalo Trace. $29. I said, okay, thank you. So we have another bottle of, bottle of Buffalo Trace, too. So. <laughs> so to piggyback on that story. Granite City. Granite City has it. Okay. All right. Yeah, to piggyback on that story the day that I picked up. In. We're all gonna look like a rat race getting out of here and going to that fucking. Place. You know what I mean? All right, hold on, hold on. Tim's already gone. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> hey guys, he went to Snooks. Okay. All right, hey. Carlos, on the floor. 
to piggyback on that story, when I went to Belleville that day, across from Belleville East, um, asked for the manager. Manager wasn't there. So the guy who was stocking the actual liquor said, oh, we don't carry anything like that. So I just had to be standing by the assistant manager, and she said, well, I'll go back and get you a bottle. It was, to me, it was just amazing. The person who was stocking, either he was lying or he just don't know. He probably doesn't know. He probably doesn't know what allocated means. I mean, was it was it a young kid? No, he was in his thirties. He should know. But I think, <laughs> honestly, yeah, honestly, I think in some of these stores, especially in the stick stores, they give privileges to the store managers and they hold back on certain things because. This is not new. These bourbons been there for a long time. They're just holding back. I bought Eagle Rare off the shelf in O'Fallon for like $34 about a year ago. And it was a bunch. For those of you who don't know, that is Jim's favorite bourbon to give Send him bottles. away. Yeah. Send him bottles. So, Dave, what are we drinking next? Uh, we have uh, Ben Holiday. This is a bottle and bond small batch. So this is a little funny. Um, this is out of Holiday Distillery out of Weston, Missouri. So this distillery was, is the oldest Missouri distillery uh, back in 1856. This sits on a limestone spring that was first charted by Lewis and Clark back in 1804. So it's kind of cool. Um, so what they do, as Jim's looking at it, if you flip it over to the other side, Jim. So what they've done is every month, they pull a different barrel from the different floors of the two seven-story rickhouses. And so what does that say, Jim? Uh, this is warehouse C, floor one has got 21% in the barrel, and then floor five has got 79% in the barrel. Okay. So each one they put on, each um, distribution they put out, they put on there where they pull it from. So it's kind of cool. Uh, this is H for six years. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, color of walnut. I'm not sure if walnut is the sister of amber or the cousin or I don't it's know. A brother. I don't know. Amber's getting old. Maybe it's, it's the walnuts. daughter. Maybe she's not. Maybe she's 18. I don't know. Um, Mashville's undisclosed on this. Comes in nuts. around. Got to be a boy cousin. Bucks. Does that sound right, Carlos? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I picked it up for 45. Okay. So it comes at MSRP 60. 45. So you got a deal on that one. Actually, um, I picked it up in Sullivan, Missouri. I've, I've seen it. I haven't seen it anywhere but there. Where is this bottle out of? Out of Weston, Missouri. What the hell is Weston, Missouri? So, West. if I remember, is that where, um, is that where Westminster University is? Is that where the college is? is you guys are. Anybody know? Left. Anybody back there? Uh, <laughs> Westminster <laughs> University. The guy went over there. Is, do you guys remember where that's at, in Missouri? Okay, just curious. Um, but on the nose, yeah, dark caramel, leather, hints of cinnamon and baking spice. Ooh, leather, rubber ball. You shouldn't get a lot of sweetness out of this right off the bat. That's Fulton, Missouri. Fulton, Missouri. Okay. All right. Um, on the palate, once again, you'll get that thick mouthfeel as we talked about earlier. It, it just it coats your mouth and it stays around, which gives you a long finish. Um, you get some spice and oak leading to almost the sweetness that comes out is like a fig. And then at finish, those flavors will come through with the cinnamon and you start getting that heat. Um, and uh, it has, has a lingering taste, almost a, like an aftertaste on that. So, 
Carlos? So, you Gary. Are. Gary Crone, my own roommate, my old trackie. Hey, what? Trekkie? Trekkie, Trekkie, Trek and Field. Trekkie, not Trekkie. Not <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Gary Did you sleep Rose, with intergalactical the women? Illinois State record for white guys. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll just leave it at that. Well, you have, your kids are out and about yeah. right now in the world. Well, one. So, one. Well, almost one day. What? Well, you one guys, your kid's one, in college. Uh, he's in college. Yeah. So, he's, he's discovering things he didn't discover in your house. Yeah. And I'm not going to say he may, what yeah. he may be discovering <laughs> out there. But, he, but anyway. He, he should be a comedian, but yeah. Where do, you, where do you see America in the next 10 years? Because you work, you work in a field that it's really caring. It's really helping youths. Mm. And you see a lot of tragedy. And you see a lot of things that you see that go well. Too, right? That go well. You see a lot of positive. You see a lot of negative. Right. Right. So, where do you see America in the next ten years? I would agree that we we're trending towards having you know two different divisions or two different groups. We'll have you know the rich and the poor. I really do. Um, having two kids in college, you know, one of the things that irks me to no end is that if you're middle class, kids who who are trying to make things work have zero um you know assets or, or they can't they can't get any kind of um you know uh assistance you know if you know my kids if they were to go to apply for some kind of financial aid or whatever they're going to get five thousand dollars and that's it yeah and and my wife and i do well but we don't you know we're not rich by any means so, you know, you know, one of the things that kills me is watching some of these kids who go through college and they come out of college with a mortgage payment. You know, I mean, that's, You're right. that's, that's crazy. You're right. That is completely crazy mm-hmm. to think that they're starting out life in the hole. I mean, it really is. You know, and, and so, you know, we've done everything we can to make sure our kids don't do that. Um, you know, has it been harder for us? Yeah. You know, have we had to pinch? Yeah. But you know what? In the long run, it makes things easier for our kids, and hopefully then they in turn do things better for their kids, right? Yeah. Nice. But, but that's the one thing that kills me is because I don't care if there's one kid in a class or 200 kids in a class, that professor is getting the same amount of money. Yeah, he is. You know, I mean, so – you know, when you were talking earlier about all the, the money, it, it's all about me. It's it's not about how can we grow this country? How can we grow our society? It's about me, 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 me. Yeah. You know, people have, have gone away from caring about your neighbor. It, it's all about let me care about Amen. what I can do. Yeah. So. Oh, that's so nope, hard. Move on, Mark. Yeah, I know. So at the end of our bar down there, we've got a Georgia fan and we got a Tennessee fan. So we may have one that may be playing for a national championship, and we have another one definitely playing for a higher bowl game. Ohio State's going to take it all. No. They just lost to Michigan. (laughs) They just lost to Michigan yesterday. Alabama's going to win it all yet. No shit, like bad. Uh, So, Mike. Fuck yeah, Notre Dame. We lost to USC yesterday. Thank you. So, Mike, where do you see America in the next 10 years? That, that's a that's a yeah. huge question. I don't know if I've got the answer for it, but I do know that during the last election, the midterms, people voted with their feet. They left 
bigger cities move to more red states. A lot of uh, migration from the large cities are from California, New York, I Illinois. See that. I see that. To Texas, Florida, yep. Tennessee. I know Nashville is okay. one of the largest growing cities in the United States. And people are voting with their feet. I don't know if we're going to get a civil war, but people are definitely migrating to, to where other people who think similar to they, that they do. They're, hey, I'm out of here. I'm not going to listen to, the, if I don't agree with what's going on in my, my community, we're not trying to change it or help our neighbors. We're just leaving. People are just up and, you know what? And my kids are in college and one's out of college now. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about moving too. I'm fed up with all the Illinois taxes and everything else. And I'll vote with my feet too when the time comes. I'm telling you right and now, I had a buddy who lived in Freeburg. Had a nice house. His house is probably about 3,000 square midgets. feet. So it's, it's good for the area. He moved to Alabama. House, 5,000 square feet. He's paying half of what he's paying right now. Yeah. Or what he was paying. Half. How is that possible? Because of the state and the property. State taxes, that. income tax, everything else. Yeah, schools, everything. It, there's a there's a there, matrix there's, there's that goes a into that. Coming in Illinois yeah, with all the, uh, the with all the uh, pensions and everything, with all the state pensions, teachers' pensions. There's it's a big. They're gonna have to raise oh. income tax. Well, hold on, hold on for a second. Let let Nick Mike. It's a can't hear. Go ahead, Mike. No, I'll, just say I, I'll get there, to you next. There's a reckoning coming with all the state pensions in the state of Illinois. We can't pay for it. Bingo. We kept borrowing yeah. from it. And they're going to have to increase income tax again, another 67%. Yep. Gas tax, everything else. Who's going to pay for it? Hey, Mike, I got a question for you real quick in regards to that. You say voting with your feet. Mine, I do not want to live anywhere else because of my hair my roots here mm -hmm. right my friends this fucking bourbon club whatever right we can do that virtually we're gonna have to because <laughs> the state the state is thinking about making covid vaccines mandated for school children and that is when the one time i think i will actually move on my feet but but bart let me throw a wrench in there let me throw a wrench in that bart let me throw a wrench go ahead they, they got other vaccines that are mandated that if your kid doesn't have, you can't graduate. Yeah, I agree with most of those vaccines. So what's the difference? Well, what's the difference well, of a COVID vaccine? There's a difference vaccine. between a vaccine on a, on a disease versus it's a virus. It's the same difference. It's the same see, deal. There lies the rub, right? Because I'm going to disagree with him. Uh, a vaccine versus a, va uh, versus a disease versus a, a virus are two different things. It's the same. It's the same. Hold on. Hold on. It's the same. But hold on, hold on just one second. Let me get to the back table. Let me get to the back table. Let me hold get, on. Can, can, I, can I challenge you on that? No, 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 no. Let him, let him say his, his he deal. Said it. Can, I, can I challenge? May I challenge? May I challenge? Hey, hey, Bart, let him say what he has to say. All right, now, now let's say I just said it's the same difference. So you and feel about the same, the same way? The same. So, no, a disease does not mutate as fast as a as a virus the virus mutates no matter what vaccines we do have a medical professional in here so let's see what yeah, dave who, says dave dave who also said that the vaccine no no let, let's let's see let's see let dave what dave says because he's dealing with this stuff every day sure yeah all right so the problem we're going to run into is yes these diseases will adapt to the vaccines that we have which also means the viruses are going to adapt. 
So it's not a it's not a black and white answer. It's not a clear cut. It, the problem is you're always learning and you're always trying to get one step of, in front of the disease or the virus. And people don't really don't really know that science is always operated in beta. It's always it, there's no just clear court fact. This is true and this is how it's going to be solved Dave, because it's has, it's how beta. Does a disease mutate? Say tuberculosis. We haven't cured it, but I mean. But but it's no it's no it's no, no there's it's no, no factual rate. How, there's no answer on. How it's just fast it does. It does. Does everybody get a flu shot every year? No, no. no. I've but never got one. Why? So I've never. I just have never got one. It's a virus. I've never. I've never got one. Some people don't. Do you know why they have to update it every year? Because it. Hey, they hey, guess. hey! Whoa, whoa, whoa! We're getting way off. No, no, the Fred, subject. Fred, Fred. We're okay. They guess on the flu virus every year. They don't know if it's going to even. Agree. Do you know why they? Do you know why they update it every year? Because it changes. It mutates. Right. How I'm fast, thirsty. How fast do the updated disease like tuberculosis, polio? All let's rate vaccines. that bourbon. Okay. How fast but, but they let's say this. Those. Let's oh, say gosh. this, Bart. Let's say this, Bart. Tuberculosis. Tuberculosis, um, smallpox, all those, th- no, measles, not smallpox. Measles have been sm- slowed down to a minuscule in America. Lose. They have been. Lose. Fred, let's hold on for a second. They've been slowed down tremendously with immunization. They've been slowed down. Now, your son couldn't graduate high school if he didn't have these certain shots. Could not. Like I said, I agree with disease vaccines. So, but that's okay. Not, not virus vaccines. It's the same difference. No, it's it not. Is. And it Google is. it. It is. Because I'm not going to argue about it. All right. Let's rate it. All right, let's go ahead and rate this bourbon. There you go. Hey, Fred, let's start with. Uh, hey, Fred. Can, can, can we remember, a, this is Walnut. This is Amber's daughter. What do you rate her? A fun question. No, we can, but we got to. We, we Ooh, I do continue. want to change my order for uh, extraterrestrials. I said I don't believe in. I do believe in ultra terrestrials. Put that on the record. Okay. So, yeah, Jim, come up with a question that Carlos has to Fred, rate the bourbon. Fred, go ahead and rate this. Right, yeah, yeah. So uh, this one I really liked. Yeah, yeah. You hear me? I want you to fill this. So, uh, out of what we tasted so far. This is, uh, you know, this uh, puts hair on your balls. So what I'm trying to tell this you puts is, hair on your balls. yeah, yeah. So, oh, God damn it. so uh, I like it. It, uh, it, it's you know, a little burn on the top. It, it's a little spicy. It burns down the throat. Uh, I'm, I'm all about an eight, and it's not even like a Kentucky, Tennessee whiskey or a bourbon. Eight, eight. I liked it. I like, but, but you got to realize what we've tasted so far. Hey, Jim, what do you think? Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I thoroughly enjoyed this bourbon. Um, so, should I pick up another bottle when I'm in the area? Yes. 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 Yeah. Okay, I will. Uh, this good shit. And I'm, I'm going to tell you why this is a good one. This one had the right amount of burn on the back end. Um, it does coat your mouth. So, you, I mean, you get a full flavor on it. It's not like some of the other bourbons that we've had where they coat your mouth and it just stays there and it just, it's just like, ugh, it's like almost like you, you brush your teeth and ate orange, uh, drink orange juice, kind of. Um, but, uh, I mean, I definitely would drink this all night. Um, I'm going to have to give this one probably a, a, an eight as well. An eight? Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to give this one an eight. Wow. This is good. This is a good bourbon. 
All right, Bart, since you're talking. Sorry. Um, I'm drinking, so I'm definitely talking. Uh, 7-2, man. A 7? Yeah, 7-2. A 7.2 or a 7? 7.2. All right. Dave? Um, I enjoyed this one. Um, I did extensive research on this one, actually on Reddit, uh, Bourbon Bra- or, uh, Breaking Bourbon, and a lot of other sites. They were all very on this one. Um, they all attributed to the fact that the limestone water that's being used from the spring, that, that spring basically runs down south, south and east, down through Kentucky. So it's a Missouri bourbon, but they are, on more than one occasion, they mentioned that it is very close to that Kentucky bourbon. Yeah, um, I would agree. Yeah. It's good shit. So, uh, yeah, I, en- I enjoyed it a lot. So um, I'm going to give it a, uh, I'll give it a seven. Seven. All right. You guys. So when I tried this one, you know, I was giving it between a four and a five. So I was kind of doing a bark. And, and, but I'll go, ahead and, five it, is I'll go ahead and give it a five just because it was, it was an okay bourbon. But it wasn't one that I would go out there and specifically go out and try to seek out and find. That's it fair. Was, it was okay, but it wasn't great. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Timmy! All right. I'm going to give this one a five because I don't do the point system like Bart does there. You don't know decimals? I don't go decimals. I'll give it a five. You know, it, it was expand, good. Expand your it was, mind, it was good. Tim. Um, you know, it's, a low, it's one of the craft smaller distilleries, so I'll, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. I don't know if I'd necessarily run out and buy a bottle, but going by Dave's score here, uh, I give it a five. Tim, Tim, one question. So, as of the bourbons you've tasted tonight, how would you rate this bourbon? Just on tonight's scale. The the three that you've had. This is number three. How would you rate this now? Well, he's gonna take. This one, this one right now, I think I, I think this is the highest I've given tonight. It's it is. the same or the it highest is. I've given tonight? It is. It's the highest you've given tonight. Hold on, hold yes. on. Given that Tim's normally in the three and two range, Tim. I think... Tim, Tim. 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 I said Tim. I said Tim. <laughs> it's a keep up. Again, this is like, this is like don't Tim, lynch me. This one did not uh, do yeah. it for me. Nothing. I, yeah, the burn. I mean, it had a little bit of burn, but there's to me, there's really no flavor to it. I give it a solid four. A four? I'm not impressed. <laughs> All right, Gary. I'd give this an eight. An eight? Yeah, I enjoy. Wow. It. I'll keep it short and sweet. I, I'll go a seven. I really enjoyed it. It was good a beer. seven? Never, yep. It was good. All right, big Georgia dog. Seven. Let seven? Yes. Let it be. Point two, right? I, seven point two. I, I, I give it a seven as well. It was seven. It was pretty enjoyable. I'd, I'd actually look for it again. You know what? Sometimes when I'm picking out bourbons, it's just a blind guess. Something I've never seen before, never heard. The price point. I can't pay too low, can't pay too high, something I've never seen before. But it, it was in that area between, I would say, 30 and $60 that I'm not afraid of buying. 
So that's why that's why I pulled pulled this bottle because it was something we've never seen before. Okay. It was in that price range, and you know what? I will buy this bottle again. Um, I would agree with some. Didn't have a lot of taste, but it hit on all the points for me. It had a burn, slight burn, and it went down smoothly for me. I don't know about for the rest. It went down smoothly, and this is a sipper, Fred, not a drinker. I got a friend who's a he drinks bourbon. He doesn't sip bourbon. But um, yeah, who would that be? I don't know who you're talking. It'd to. be amber going down your throat. But anyway. <laughs> I'm going to give this one. I will give this one a seven also. Amber. All right, Carlos, let me, let me hear your last question that you had for yes, the night. Okay. Still, no, but you haven't answered this question. No, I've got to ask some other people this question because I'm going to – I have another couple of fun questions. Like, um, Do you but, like your ass tickled with a feather? That's a that's no. What's the guy doing? His asshole while he's making love. One more round. Hold on, hold on. club. Sorry. Hold club. on. Stop. But hold on, Dave. Do you have our last bourbon up? Yeah. Let's let's do Dave with the last bourbon. All right. So now to go to the fun. All right. So real quick, as always, guys. Uh, Carlos and I and Jim, we do most of the bourbon hunting. You know, on my week off and my week that I work, whenever I can get it. So if there's ever anything out there that you guys have heard of you want us to get or anything like that, or if you want to bring to the table, that's fine too. So there's a lot of times I will literally walk into a store and if, it, if they have a store pick, I'm going to grab it just out of shits and grins to see what it's like. Um, obviously, you know, if we're going to, if I can find something crazy out there, yeah, I'm going to grab it. But so that's why we try all these odd bourbons and weird ones. And we have 124 of them that we've tried. So, that's why we do it, but you know, if there's ever anything different that you guys want to try, the funny part was, who's got the list? Okay, how many Woodfords have we tried? I honestly only think we've two. tried one. I think two. Is it one? Or one. Double one, O. One, double O. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, that's funny. And we've probably only tried maybe one or two Elijah Craig's. We've had toasted. One, the toasted barrel. Okay, that's what's funny is what, and the, and the bad part is, What's I that? don't. That's the funny part is, I have, I don't take that list with me when I go, and I probably should because I'm like, oh, we've tried that. No, we haven't. So, I need to take the list with me. But, but that's just little things. I mean, when there's 124 on the list, I'm sorry, I forget shit. So they got these things called smartphones. You can take it with you. Tim will now be paying double. Got, yeah. <laughs> Holy Technology. shit. You, you can take it with you. a list of how to write shit. <laughs> did that actually come, did that thought come out my mouth? Okay. You're allowed to show up next week, but you better bring a pizza. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the last one tonight is uh, Basil Hayden, red wine cast finish. Comes out of the Jim Bean Distillery. Uh, 40% 80 proof. Age is undisclosed. However, it is a Basil Hayden product, so it is at least four years. Uh, Mashville comes in 63% corn, 27% rye, 10% malted barley. MSRP, 60 or 70, depending on where you find it. Um, I think it was 59 at Dean's. I think Carlos found it. 69. 69, okay. So, 
Uh, on the nose, you should get some brown sugar, vanilla, some char on that, and then that sweetness, a little bit will come through with the uh, red wine finish. On that taste, the sweetness will start coming up with some butterscotch and the dried fruit from the cask. And then on the finish, um, you're going to get the dryness from the red wine with some cinnamon, and it comes out almost like a medium finish. It doesn't stay around a, very long, but it just stays long just enough to get to get the feeling on that. So, Dave, no, before I get to this crazy question, you tasted this before. Can you tell me how you tasted it? Um, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of salt. Relax, relax, let him finish. So, who was he? Um, two Fridays ago, my Friday off, I went over to Dean's in Collinsville. Uh, Ryan is a great guy, and I came in, asked for Ryan, and they're like, "Oh, he's on the other side." So I walked over to the wine side. He's got a wine barrel set out with about seven different bourbons, a gin, and two wines. This is nine o'clock in the morning, I take it. So I'm like, he's like, oh, right. What's going on, man? He's like, oh, good, man. Uh, we're just sampling some stuff. He goes, you want a glass? Sure. So he gives me a glass. 9.45, I call Carlos. I sampled seven bourbons, two gins, and a wine. Carlos, your Uber? And your day was great. I'm like, Carlos goes, where are you going? I go, home. I'm so happy. <laughs> so, um, news to say, he has, every once in a while, he will get, and it's only for sample. He doesn't sell them. Uh, he will get from distillery. So, he had an Old Forester um, distillery select. Is that what it was, I believe? Something like that? I don't remember. Or a special distillery. But... A special blend that just comes from the distillery. He had a Davis County like that, and he had a Basil Hayden like that. So we're sampling stuff that he doesn't sell. He just happens to got a bottle from the distillery. Phenomenal. So if you ever get a chance and you walk into Dean's, ask for Ryan. Don't be your typical bourbon dickhead. Go, hey, what do you got in the back? Because he's not going to sell it to you. But if you sit and talk to him and everything like that, and uh, you and you buy something, sells to his loyal guys. and then the next time you walk in, he will. Because I didn't ask for anything, and I just say, oh, "How's business been?" Oh, good, man. Because we have gotten, hadn't gotten a lot of, uh, you know, allocations. And I sit there and drink at nine forty-five. He comes out. He goes, "Well, I do have this one." Yeah. Now when when Dave now and I go I in the store, one. I'm like, "Okay," yeah. and I bought it. Yeah. Now and now the price was just bought it. No, and I, Dave and go, Dave and I go into the store. Who go right to the back? Yeah, he goes right to the back. And, this is what I have. And the gal in front, um, the gal in front, she's like, "Well, well, I'll be looking at a bottle." And she's like, "Well, here, I got a sample of this in back." And she'll just reach down underneath the counter, pull out a bottle, and pour you a sample right there, no matter what time it is. And yeah, most I, I heard those guys down in Dean's are really good. Guys. Most of the time, it's nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> like, well, damn. So I do have a question. I mean, do you motherfuckers not work during the day? Uh, I only work seven. I only work uh, half a year. I mean, this is bullshit. I, mean, <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I mean, fuck, I'm at work. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Dude, as this all my, day, my job, all day, like you. My job, I can set my schedule. I only work two weeks a month. You know, but reason why I'm kind of sticking on to this question is because we have different perspectives of, perspectives of this question. 
we all have different jobs throughout our lives. So I'm going to ask the last part of this question to someone I highly respect. He doesn't, he doesn't realize how much I respect him. It's Tom. Me. Tom. <laughs> I knew it. Where do you see America in the next 10 years? On the golf course. Oh, my God. Don't say Georgia Bulldogs are going to win. Yeah, they're going to win. We're ready. No, it'll be divided, I think. And I think uh, we'll be two nations. Uh, We're going to go back to the southern states going to rise again, not in that fashion. Yeah, I understand. But because of uh, no state income tax, they're more conservative. Oh, man. Like you said, everybody's moving in that direction, and we're just going to split as a nation, and we're going to be divided. It's going to be a So you think the single sales tax is going to be the way to go? No, not really. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that'd be a good the way to go. The flat tax? Flat tax. Flat tax be the we way We did to a go. flat tax that we created. But it won't happen. But it'll never, it'll never happen. It'd be generational wealth if they did. Why, why do you say no. that, Bart? No. Because if you can – Because you only – if they had a single flat tax, you only pay on things you buy, right? And you wouldn't have all the other taxes. What about your income? Your income wouldn't be no, taxed? Be, it, no, it wouldn't no be based on your income. It'd be based on what you spend. And if you could put the structure down together for the four generations of your family, on a single flat tax, you'd be generational wealth. Easy. For what groups, though? Everybody? Everybody. 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 If, so, you could, if you could hold yourself to a financial structure and keep it for four generations in your family, you would be generational wealth. So for, do for you see America doing that or not? I no. see half the country wanting it, yeah. and I see the other half liking it the way it is. Here's my opinion about no, that. My, my, it's, this is just my opinion. That's not, no, it's not a 10-year plan. It's, it's four generations. No, well, I'm saying four generations what you need to create underneath the flat tax. I really don't see the U.S. government allowing that to happen. I agree. Because of taxes. But well, we won't split. So there was a I'll, – I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you this on, question. Mark, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll give you this, I'll give you this question. Oh, sorry. No, we, won't, we, we won't be two nations because it's unconstitutional. And that's what started in the 1860s. Yes. But as a population, as a society, we'll be two nations. I can see that. I see a lot of people moving. Because my son, my youngest son, once he's got out of college, he wants to move to Texas. Mm Because Texas is a growing state. All the tech tech companies are moving to Texas. Based on sales tax. The one flat tax. Yeah. They're moving to Texas and they're moving down south. When I was looking for a house, actually when I first started house hunting years and years ago, um, when I was down in Georgia, I looked at the price of the houses there compared to the prices here. I was sick because I can get so much more down in Georgia than here. And then you had a property tax on top of that. I visited my daughter uh, last month. Linda Kroger got a, a pound of a thing of coffee, whatever that is, two pounds, whatever it is. Yeah. Five ninety-five. You go down here to Dollar General, ten bucks. Yeah. A why, Dollar General. Why is that? Why is that? It doesn't make sense. Right. So people that can, they're going to move to Georgia. Yeah. That's a lot of money. That's just a can of That's a big difference. Yeah. Huge. That's a big difference. All right, Mr. Tennessee, I see the hamsters rolling in your head. No, I already said my piece. You said your piece? No, Tom and I agree. People people are voting with their feet. They're going to – Voting on your feet? 
They're going to the states that don't have income tax. They're going to the states that are taxing less. How far does that go? It does. Why other states? Because the states have individual individual why, why rights. I don't know what their taxes. I don't know what their taxes are. I, I get what you're saying. Way too high. Well, you know what? No. How, how, how come uh, all the people who said they were going to move to Canada whenever Trump got voted didn't move? They're not. I, I will tell you this. I mean, because I've told my wife, I'm ready to sell everything to move to Tennessee. Man, if I have, here's the deal. The only reason why I stay here is because of my mother. I, I, dude, I'm ready to move. I'm ready to get the fuck out of this state. Yeah, I am too. I am too. Really? But I can't. I mean, we're just, my wife and I are just too tied in, I mean, right now at this point. Yeah, the only reason I'm, I'm here is because of my mom. Yeah, I get it. Let's, let's do a fun question. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. One more. And then I move. So you were talking about where's America in 10 years, and I, I'm thinking about the, you know, kind of the, the rich and the poor dichotomy of the caste system. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to go globally. That's, that's, my, that's my concern. As much as we try and push things in America about uh, trying to be more eco-friendly, trying to be more electric first, you know, carbon less, it doesn't matter how much we push. We are already in the minority of what we're producing compared to the other countries. Yep. We're forcing it down as far as we can just to be like a model. Mm-hmm. But as population grows, as more, um, you're talking about farming, you know, it's like different countries have different uh, solar systems, you know, and as far as how they're, how they're experiencing the different seasons, the seasons and then when they can grow stuff, more stuff is going to be more outsourced. It's going to be more pushed externally. And I think we're going to be keep, keep pushing that model of what we want the world to be. Yep. And it's going to be an uphill battle because we're already at the forefront trying to drag all the other countries along that it's going to be up and comers in 10 years from now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I get really concerned about is where where do we stand at that point? Well, we're already up there at the, the top percent, and we're like, yeah, we're trying to drag people along, but we can't do it without investing, paying, funding. I, yeah, I agree. I agree. What about ultra extraterrestrials? Bart. <laughs> so, Bart. <laughs> they don't pay taxes. My little lucky charms. No, no, it'd be ultra is in our solar system. Actually, it's on our planet. Extra terrestrials are the ones that are come from outer space. Okay, all right. So, Bart, my little, my my uh, lucky charms leprechaun. What? <laughs> Who would win this fight? Me. A leprechaun. A great white shark, or an orca? Ooh. Orca all day long. Orca, orca all day long. Yeah. Why? Because actually they they uh, trap in teams, they they communicate better with their partners, and therefore they uh, they uh, dominate the seas. Everybody and knows that. Sharks are solo hunters, aren't they? Yeah, they are yeah. solo. Do and you know that an orca will kill that shark and only eat the liver? Yes. Amazing. Yeah, and they fucking they know their shit. And, man. The and during a interview during an interview question, they'll ask you if you are a fish in the sea, which one would you be? And everyone would say, "Great white, a great white." And I say, I, I say the squid, the giant squid. Has it been? What do you mean? I'm not saying. I'm not giant squid. I know. I know why you're saying it. We're recluse. I know why you're saying it. Second, is that there's very few of us, and uh, the third would be is that we dominate the seas. Sci- scientifically, well, I can I can see chicken. I can see I can see why you're saying it, Bart. I can see why you're saying it, but none have been captured 
of doing what you're saying. Only in Japan. No, they've been seen before. Wait, wait, wait. You know what? Oh, by the way, seriously, I want to bring this up. I okay. Wanna, I wanna, I wanna, Let's I wanna, rate this bourbon. Fuck you. Fuck you. I want to clean the record. <laughs> Shut up, Amber. Let's rate this, this bourbon. Ultra empty glasses. Let's rate thing. this bourbon. What are? Wait, hold on, hold on, everybody. Ultra terrestrials are. What the fuck is an ultra terrestrial? So we both have a friend. In the. Hey guys. In the counterintelligence business, do we not? I've got relatives in the counterintelligence business. Well, I understand that, but we both have a friend that does that. Recovery. Yes, yes. And he met up with a guy in the CIA, and they were exchanging their credentials. So okay. And They're showing their balls. Right. And All right. the guy with the CIA basically said he's been uh, investigating uh, unidentified anomalies. And the guy that we know said, what the fuck is that? And he goes, you know them as UFOs. And he goes, well, don't keep me guessing. Do I need to be scared of extraterrestrials? He goes, that's not the extra. They're not from outer space. He goes, so what does that mean? He goes, they're ultra terrestrials. There are societies here that have special technologies according to the government so do you actually believe that i do because here's the thing i've always said that there's nothing extraterrestrial about these ufos that they come from here the fact that there's a couple of things one he said that the cia guy said that they were working with the uh movie theaters to see if they could put out some movies that will help the population assimilate to this idea. Second, he said that uh, um, uh, the technologies that they, they found have, have, have been have been uh, earth based. All right, hold on. I gotta hold on, Bart. Just hold that thought for a second. Yes. Uh, everybody, show a hand. Show how much fun this is not is. Hey. Show wow. our hands. Let's show how much fun this is is. What? What are you talking about? Next talking? fucking this question, please. Yeah. Because you guys have literally fucking spun off from fucking where the country is in 10 years to fucking extraterrestrials. <laughs> but that's okay, though. Let's rent this bourbon. Let's rate okay. this bourbon. Because we're drinking. But that's I was okay. just going to say, as the pharmacist, can I see your medical chart, please? I asked him because I've never. Let's write the bourbon. This guy believes that viruses write, don't fucking mutate. Okay. Hey, I've never, I've never heard of an ultra- Alien extraterrestrial. Exactly. This is the first time I heard about it. Let's write the bird. True. True. So I'm, I'm letting him, I'm letting him have his his soap right, pops. So Stay it. No, no, stop, stop. Anything's on Google. You know what? Hey, let's have another drink time, and right? talk about Eight it. Eight minutes for a solar flare to hit the Earth, correct? Eight minutes. It's probably less than that. And I was right correct. Uh, right now. Was I correct? Thank you. So let's go ahead and rate this bourbon. My facts, all you want. My facts are legit. So let's go ahead and rate this bourbon. All right, start. I'll start. This basil Hayden. Excuse me. This basil Hayden. And I don't know what it is. Basil Hayden. Within probably the last nine months, ten months, they have probably come out with about ten different flavors now. I mean, it's it's out of control. They're really they're really advancing in different casts, different yes. flavors. Um, they went to the toasted. I think Tom really is a fan of the toasted. Toasted. I like the toasted. So are the females. So are the females. The uh, the fucking girl at the liquor store said, "Yeah, only women look for that bourbon." 
They should call me a bitch. So Tom drank it, and the next thing you know, he had seven women talking to him. Or he's been tucking it since. Now just me and my wife. That was it. So what do you rate it, Tom? I'm a Basil Hayden fan, but this is ass. So yes, I would be tall. Thank you. So two, two. Very on. Wow. Maybe it's because it's the last bourbon of the night, but I'll go six. A six? Wow. Fucking. <laughs> I, I actually Fucking like Fred over one. here is like. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, Bart. Hey, hold on, Bart. Somebody take Bart's mic from him. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Mike? <laughs> go ahead, Gary. No, I, I actually like this one. I, I'd give this a seven. I think it was pretty. A seven? Solid. Yeah. I, I give this a solid six for me. I was rather six. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I think I had a good even. I was having rocks too, so even tasted decent as it watered down a little bit. What you got, Fred? Yeah. So uh, I am. I appreciate this one. This was this was uh, very exciting to me. In any case, uh, it didn't outweigh the one that was earlier, the Missouri one. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna do like a seven on this. My cousin Vinny comes to fucking my Island's and talk. Bart. A seven. Go ahead, Bart. Hey, Bart, what do you rate this one? Hey, Bart, what do you rate? I'm, you know what? I don't think red wine. Point, point, point. Yeah, red wine. You know what? How fast can I say fucking red wine does not belong in fucking bourbon? Easy. It's a fucking 5.2. Five. All right, Dave, what do you rate this one? I like this one. Okay. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Bart, that's solid six. What, six? Six? Yep. Six? six? Solid six. We got, right. Tim. Okay, uh, five. Um, I like Boom. Basil Hayden. Um, the regular Basil Hayden. I like the 10 year Basil Hayden that's even as better. I would actually put the previous one ahead of this. Gave them both a five, but I think the. The, the so he gave this a five? And if you had the decimal system, okay. you would actually five. fucking rate it higher. <laughs> Need the decimal system. <laughs> I love Jerry's commentary. It's impressive. Well, thank you. I'm giving it a solid four. It, it, was, it was just there. I had Basil Maiden before. I don't remember which one. But the one I had previously, not here, but my personal, I liked a lot better than this one, this one. Just give him the peach. Then he likes the peach. Give me the peach and the chili the peach. on the end. He's I'll drink peach it all night guy. I mean, he is wearing it in the bat. In the, in so the what, what do you give it? What did he give it? Four. A four? What do you give it, Dave? You know, so I am a fan of Basil Hayden, similar to what Tom said. Um, to me, finished off in this cask, it kind of took away from the flavor. It... I wouldn't say it ruined it, but it took away from the. Honestly, I'm not a. I'm a big fan of rye, but however, when I taste the basil Hayden, I do expect that rye finish and that rye spice. And I think that red wine cask took away from that, and I didn't get that little bit of burn that I like on that. And I know it's only 80 proof, and I understand that, but um, I'd still drink it. I mean, I wouldn't turn it down. But uh, it's not something. I mean, if I got my options on Basil Hayden, I'm either taking the plain one or I'm taking the toast. Um, but it's not a bad one. I mean, so if I got a friend of mine coming up and say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm really not into bourbon. I don't know what I want to taste. If this is an option, I'll give it to him because it's not going to kill him. It's not going to 
It's not going to shy them away from tasting another bourbon, but it's also just going to give them a touch of, okay, maybe it's okay. So that, um, so I'll give it a six. A six? Yeah. All right. You know what? <clears throat> it's just amazing. Oh, yeah. I'll go last. Yeah, it's amazing to me how we tasted these, these all neat in the beginning, right? And now since we taste them with a little bit of water on them, they taste totally different. It's just, I don't know. This one is not bad. I, 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 would, I would actually drink it if I saw it in a bar. I, I'll give this one a five. What do you think, Jim? You know, and, and I enjoy Basil Hayden bourbon. Uh, I think Basil Hayden um, is a good bourbon all the way around. I think it's a well-rounded bourbon. Um, the toast um, we tried down in Kentucky and the subtle smoke we tried down in Kentucky. Uh, and probably my two favorite Basil Hayden products. Uh, this one here, it just, uh, I mean, you don't, I wouldn't say it's a bad bourbon. I'm not gonna go out of my way to buy it. That makes sense. Uh, I'll give this one a five. That's five. Yeah, I mean, I'll give it a five. All right, so. All right, while we're wrapping up, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. So we're gonna wrap this up. So Jim, come on. Like a Christmas present. So we're gonna we're gonna table that until what was after it? we go off what did air. What say? After we go off air, we're gonna table that because we gotta talk about next month's. Okay. So and I'll give you my question. So let me just say this: It's just weird how this one came on top, and this is the only one that was not finished in a different barrel. Ben Holiday. Ben Holiday. <laughs> came on top. Ben Holiday came out on top? Yes. The no beer. The it's beer. a real bourbon. It's a, picture, not a, it's a real bourbon. The beer bourbon? The beer bourbon came dead last. <laughs> I think the lowest score I ever had is a 34. Well, it's because it's bullshit. <laughs> Don't put beer and bourbon together. So coming out at number one with a 66. Compared to dead last of a 34, was Ben Holiday. It's I the thought, only I one that was not finished in a, that one. Yeah, it was the only one that was not finished in a different okay. barrel. Okay. Ben Holiday is the winner. So going into Affinity right. bottle is Ben Holiday. It's not really funny. So, so that's it for the Bourbon Brothers. Join us next time for more tasting and solving life issues. One so drink at a. Time. Go USA. Hey, amen.